Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah is brought to you by Holiday CBD Dummies. There's no need for a special occasion. With Holiday's delicious premium hemp CBD dummies, you can take the vacation any day. Go to HolidayCBD.com and use the offer code OYEAH10 for $10 off your first order. Drama. You know when it comes to the mansion, it's every man for himself. Hello, and welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I am your host, comedian and writer J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. And we are talking today about episode three of season two, Aquamansion. We have a great guest on this week, actress Justine Harrison. Justine is an Entourage super fan. She reached out to me very early on in the show's run, expressing how excited she would be if, if we would let her on the podcast. And I, of course, wanted the all-important female perspective. Was a little hesitant only because we've had guests in the past who haven't been as big of fans of the show as we would have liked them to be. So essentially, I started out by testing the waters with Justine, and she blew me out of the water. She was funny, she was well-researched, she told some great stories, she had strong opinions, and I will definitely be having her back soon. If you guys haven't yet, please go and leave us a five-star review in your podcasting app. Those five-star reviews are super important. Follow the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Instagram account at Oh Yeah Pod and the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Twitter account at oh yeah pod as well quick little audio housekeeping i'm using a new recording software this week with justine so it might sound a little bit different hopefully it sounds better i'm doing a little bit of trial and error over the next couple weeks so i'm just looking to improve the show in every way possible full disclosure we do have plans to set up some studio space some studio time in los angeles to get some people in the studio in person so these won't always be over skype or over phone call or whatever it may be um, and hopefully we can get some members from the cast on sooner rather than later um, but until then enjoy the episode i will be at coachella later this week so if any listeners of the oh yeah pod are at coachella weekend too hit me up on twitter or instagram at jr will do it and maybe we can meet up and grab a drink and just remember when it comes to the mansion it's every man for himself. Enjoy. Okay, and we're back. I am so excited this week to be joined by New York-based actress Justine S. Harrison. Justine has been a working actress for almost 10 years now, with over 25 film and TV credits to her name. She hails from Long Island originally. She is a diehard Entourage fan. She actually found this podcast through all of my postings on the Entourage subreddit. So if you haven't subscribed to the subreddit yet, I'm all over there. I really wanted to Justine on this week to get the all-important female perspective on the show. And what better episode to do this for than the one where the entourage attends a party at the Playboy Mansion. Justine, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Thank you for being on. Uh, you are a diehard entourage fan, aren't you? I was obsessed with entourage for years. It's been a little bit of less entourage in my life since it went off there. <laughs> like eight years ago yeah. but i will i have watched many of the episodes multiple times yes i love entourage <laughs> and i'm looking forward to getting an actress's perspective because i mean vince is an actor he's on the rise you are on the rise as well vince is from queens you're from long island there's a lot of a lot of similarities here so super excited yeah. to have you on um are yeah. you ready to talk about aqua mansion 
I am so ready to talk about Aqua Mansion. <laughs> I've never wanted to talk about the Playboy Mansion as much as I do right now. <laughs> awesome. So Aqua Mansion aired on Sunday, June 19th, 2005. Now, I usually spend this part of the podcast talking about what happened that week. But mm-hmm. this was kind of a dead week in 2005. It was like the middle of summer or it was the beginning of summer, middle of the month. And I always try to find some positive news. Like, you know, there's a lot of shitty stuff that was going on in the world this week. But the one little thing that I found was just a few weeks previous to this, a very popular video sharing website was created by Chad Hurley, Steve Chen, and Jawed Kareem. They were all former PayPal employees. Do you know what that website is? I'm guessing it's YouTube. It is YouTube. That's correct. I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with how much our lives have changed because of that week. It was like within the month. I, I'm trying to, you know, gray area here. But it quickly gained popularity. And in November 2006, just a year and a half later, the search engine Doodle purchased the company for $1.65 billion in Doodle stock. This was arguably one of the smartest business decisions in the history of technology, as today, YouTube, the website, generates $5 billion in advertising revenue every single year. It's amazing. Amazing. I mean, I just... It our lives completely. (laughs) I I mean, this half this podcast runs on YouTube. It's just insane. So I thank you guys for doing this, if you're listening, which you're not. YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) Thank you. Very special. Thanks. Quick synopsis of the episode. Vince, Ari, and E meet with the head of Warners to discuss Aquaman. They're shown the Aquaman suit, and Vince tells Ari, never mention this movie to me again. The crew is getting kicked out of their house, and Vince immediately falls in love with one of Marlon Brando's old homes. However, since the new dids fall way outside of his price range, the Aquaman offer starts to become a bit more appealing. A pajama party at the Playboy Mansion serves as a welcome distraction for the guys, but Drama finds out that he's banned for life by Hugh Hefner. Turtle devises a way to get himself a pair of luxury pajamas to wear to the party, and with some quick thinking and a flash of memory, Johnny Drama allows himself to get the ban transferred to Polly Shore, and the crew are finally able to relax and enjoy themselves. The relaxed atmosphere gives Vince a moment of clarity, and he decides to take the Aquaman role as long as he gets approval on his superhero costume. Let's jump right in, Justine. Favorite moment from the episode? Well, I'd just like to say that I didn't even remember this until last night when I was watching the episode. I did a college marketing project circa 06, (laughs) and it was like the end of the semester project. It was like the final project, and you had to choose a company and do a profile and do all these slides about the company, and I chose WB. Uh So I decided to show that scene where it like to start my project in class I showed the scene where like Dana Gordon the head of the studio (laughs) Vince Ari they're sitting down and waiting for the suit I cut it before the suit but I remember being the guys in the class mostly guys like oh my god she's selling entourage like and all the guys who didn't come to class that day (laughs) (laughs) just reach an entourage in class dude you should have come that's awesome I and I couldn't even believe it was the same episode that that you had me talking about. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's 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 cosmic karma. Alan Gray says that line where he's like, "You're in the Warner's family now, Vince," and then he makes the thing makes the joke about Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's so funny because I think Warner Brothers at the time. I don't want to start talking about superhero stuff because I don't know comic book movies, but I think this was interesting that like they talked about how like remember this is the studio that made Batman and the Good Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like really funny to watch today. You know, oh, yes. Yeah. So it <laughs> hasn't aged well. So wait, so so what would you say overall was your just favorite like feel-good moment from the episode? I really loved 
uh, that the security guard uh, knew Johnny Drama right away. It, it didn't even like need to think about who it was. Drama, you want to get out of there? We got another stowaway partner. And I've known you for like 10 years. Can't you guys let me slide? Not a shot in hell. You know, bringing in stowaways can get you banned for life. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> He's just standing there, like the image of Drama standing there in his, uh, uh, bathrobe like looking up at Patrick the security guard and he's just like Patrick we've known each other for 15 years it's oh it's it's so perfect drama loved that also loved when just turtle got his comeuppance for the whole thing with <laughs> and he like bumps into this girl and then they turn around that's just so funny and there's black all over it that was hilarious too I believe in a woman's right to choose man Nice pajamas. It's a formal nightwear, but thank you. That's it. This is proof. God's definitely a man. Oh! Excuse me, sweetheart. Oh! oh. <laughs> Good luck returning those. And just to bring in the suit. Oh, sorry. Just like the bring in the suit moment. It was hilarious, too, and great. It, it was so comical because it looked like comic book superhero like costume from like 1975. And it's just so, f I mean, obviously it was played for last, but the fact that like <laughs> Alan Gray from Warner's is like nice, right? And they're all just like making these faces. It's this, this is another like amazing episode of Entourage on the heels of last week's episode, which is my favorite of all time. So this yeah. is a nice one, two punch for me personally. It was funny because I watched three in a row, the first three episodes, and I used to love like my Maserati does 185 was one of my like best, most favorite episodes and the Sundance kids. But then I watched this episode and I don't think it was just because I was reviewing it, but I liked it a lot. I liked it more even than, than my Maserati does 185. Like it has a more feel good vibe. There's like a lot of drama going on in my Maserati does 185. Yeah. A lot of relationship drama in my Maserati. This one is like, this one is a huge step forward. This is when Vince starts the episode being like, no, fuck Aquaman. And then by the end of it is like, all right, let's do it. He kind of has a four and a half million dollar house in his, in his windshield that he's like trying to like, you know, see around, but, uh, I don't blame him. So yeah, my favorite moment from the episode is just that end scene when they're all sitting around talking about Vince's career also and they're great, surrounded yeah. by playmates. It's <laughs> interesting because the girls sit there completely motionless, don't say a word, and Vince is talking about his insecurities, doesn't want to look like an asshole on the bid screen. He's talking about how this is, could be bid for him. It's this really touching bro moment, and they're just surrounded by, by half-naked women. It's so absurd. It's so absurd. Yeah, they are kind of just like sitting there and not. Listen, I don't know about all you guys, but I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah, what do you think we're in it for? Well, I don't know. Did you really hate the script? No. I mean, I liked it. I just, you know, I don't want to end up looking like an idiot on the screen. Wow. Never seen you this insecure. I'm not insecure. I'm just not confident enough to think that I can be a superhero. Now that I see an opening, Warners is willing to bank $100 million on the fact that you are a superhero. They loved you so much in the meeting today, they want to shoot back-to-back -back movies like Lord of the Rings. I do anything for your confidence? They want to give you five for the first. Seven for the second. God willing, if there is a third, they want to give you 12. Boom! That's like 50 fucking million dollars, Vince. No, it's 12. Yeah, that it, I really did like that scene. And also because Ari's there and he's acting kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it is funny that there's all these extra people involved who have no idea. Like, <laughs> they don't know these people's lives at all. They're just kind of like, sitting next to them. 
and they're talking they're talking like loudly about like negotiating points like money <laughs> Ari's like they want to give you 12 for the last one 12 it's just what is in, in retrospect kind of a douchey move but i mean it's still pretty cool <laughs> turtles turtle said that me- that's 50 million dollars or whatever he said and then eric said no it's 12 <laughs> We like to talk every week about our favorite bros being bros moments. It's bros is not just a male term. It, you know, there can be female bros. Yeah. Justine, you, you're convincing me pretty quickly that you're a female bro. So what <laughs> what was what what would you say was your feel good moment from this episode? Well, definitely the end scene we just talked about. Yeah. Um, also, when Vince got out of the car and tried to save Johnny after security finds him, that was really cute. Guys. It was my idea. I told him to get in the trunk. Don't listen to him. He's my kid brother. He's just trying to take the blame for this. Johnny, go on. Go have fun. Don't worry about me. Especially between the brothers. Like, actually bros being bros. Yeah, it's a good point. And Vince tries this a lot early on in the show where he just, like, flashes his, like, $100 million smile and is like, hey, guys, what's going on here? Yeah, it's like, I'm Vince Chase. Why are you fucking with my brother? He's amazing. Didn't you watch? Oh my God. Why, why am I forgetting the name of the show? Viking Quest. Viking Quest. <laughs> I like when the guys are looking at the houses. I mean, it's yeah. so funny wa- watching them like walk through a million dollar craftsman in like an up and coming neighborhood. And they're just the disgust on their face. And then they did to Brando's house, which that should be like a whole new character. That might win the, uh, Marvin new character award because that house is like their house for three seasons and then it comes back again in season eight I believe that that house is legendary and I love them walking around and like debating about the money and (laughs) I love this place Susan how much is it they're asking 4.3 but the owner is a real star fucker if I tell her it's for you I'm sure she'll drop to four even it's great it's only four times our price range yeah but it's at least nine times nicer than that craftsman so you still be coming back out on top I love your math skills, Turtle. I had that um, too, especially in the second house. The uh, the second house when they were talking about everything. And there's a line that Drama and Ralph Macchio say to each other when they're standing on Macchio's front steps, and uh, Drama says, "You know, when it comes to the mansion, it's every man for himself." That is such a not bros being bros moment. That is like a like <laughs> anti bro being. I also really liked the scene with. With ta- with at the at the table at the restaurant with like Shauna and Alan are there, so it is more about business. But I really liked that too because they were all just like shit talking each other, even though it was the accountant and the publicist. And then <laughs> I liked that too because I thought it was kind of nice to have those two in there as well, like part of the bro clan. There aren't a ton of strong female roles on the show, but we've always said that like Shauna is, and she's like kind of the mom figure to them because they listen to Shauna. And they never listen to Marvin. Like they sit there and they're like, how much do we have for a house? And he's like, a million, a million, two. And then they go out and buy a four and a half million dollar house. But if Shauna were to tell them, guys, hey, use my realtor, go to this decorator. I mean, they listen to her. So I've always liked that that dynamic, the Shauna uh, boys. Dynamic. Yeah, she has, like, she definitely has clout with them. And that was actually one thing I was wondering and is if when Vince saw the house and like came out, uh, the nice house and came out in the back, I kind of had this moment of him saying, like, thinking to himself that he was going to do Aquaman. But yep. that was kind of the moment that he knew he he was kind of saying, okay, well, you know, this house is awesome. I might as well do the movie. Like, if that was his kind of turning point. Yeah. I can swim in the pool for a couple months in order to afford this. <laughs> Little does he know, Mandy Moore is coming. 
Spoiler. Spoiler alert. There's a Titanic coming and it's not an ice. There's an iceberg coming and it's not the one from Titanic. It's Mandy Moore. Super popular nowadays because of the show that she's on. Yeah. We will never get Mandy Moore on this podcast because of this is us. (laughs) What was your uh, least favorite moment from the episode? I've never liked, I didn't, I've never liked the moment in the, in the Apple store where like, I can't give you a cash refund for this turtle. It was a gift from corporate to Vince. Come on, Kathy, hook me up. I'll throw in an eighth of the Hacks Crip we do like so much. That's a very generous offer, turtle, but I'm a friend of Bill W's now. Oh, and he's got better weed than the Hack. Bill W's cold jackass, it means she's in recovery. Needs to recover from weed. It just—I've never really liked that moment, and I wrote it again when I wa- rewatched it. No, nah, it just doesn't really work for me. <laughs> yeah, I understand, and and only because like Turtle is supposed to be super street smart, and this is just him kind of being like a little blunt and stupid at this point. Um, right. But I do like the line, like, "Who the fuck needs to be in recovery for weed?" Because <laughs> there's—I I personally <laughs> think there's a little bit of truth to that. But uh, <laughs> to his own. Oh, yeah, that is really funny. Also, even though this is kind of like love it, hate it moment when the mean kids are yelling at Johnny. <laughs> it's so mean, but so funny. Hey, get out of this crazy bag! Hey, nice legs! Punch back on the Right here, college boys! I was in college once. I don't think I've ever thrown a beer bottle at a stranger before, but just watching him just melt down completely as he does, is it was a nice, good, bad moment. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm a big uh, Mrs. Ari fan, but I didn't really like her shakedown at the front door. Where are you going, Ari? I have a meeting. At the Playboy Mansion? You know, Playboy Mansion, strip clubs, whorehouses, I go where the meetings are. All right, it's my fucking job. I went three weeks in the south of France with the children. Oh my god, baby. Of course you can go. With you. And if you're not home by 2 a.m., I'm going to be standing at the gate screaming, Ari Gold, super agent, for Goddess Viagra. Now I get it. If I was going to the Playboy Mansion for a business meeting, I'm sure my wife wouldn't be ecstatic about it. But the the shakedown part of it was, I think it was supposed to be played for laughs, but it just kind of came across as... Mean? Kind of like cunt for yeah <laughs> i think that's the uh and that's the first occurrence of that word on this podcast so uh welcome. i'm so sorry i it's good because if, if it's gonna occur a woman should say it yeah absolutely so i actually had that as one of my favorite quotes the uh ari gold super agent forgot his viagra but i know what you mean because it's not their best exchange like it's a little too like what you're saying, like two playing for laughs. Cause a lot yeah. of their other moments are very natural and kind of back and forth, but they did like that line. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a lot of their moments seem genuinely come from a place of like, they care for each other or that they're, she's trying to prop him up or he's trying to prop her up. And that just seemed like they were negotiating or something. So I just, it just didn't like, it didn't fit in the narrative of Mrs. Ari and Mr. And, and Ari. So <laughs> what other, uh, what other quotes did you like? I liked when Vince, right after the suit came out, Vince said, uh, No way I'm going to be on a 70-foot screen looking like an underwater Elton John. Vinny, the, the suit. <laughs> That's a timely uh, timely reference now, too. Oh, my God. Right. Rocket Man. Maybe, maybe if Vince Chase was real, he'd be in that. <laughs> Seriously. I'm British. Um, there's a really small line that Drama says where he like, walks in the ho- where Drama and Turtle walked in the house after Turtle gets his pajamas. And Vince and E have been arguing about Aquaman, and drama goes, Uh-oh. Something's wrong. Is this Aquaman-related? 
Or am I not going to the mansion? <laughs> it's just, it's like a little kid. It's like what a seven-year-old kid would say, like, to his parents. Are we not going to the zoo anymore? <laughs> yeah, it, that was actually one of the things that was nice about the episode, was they made they made it have, like, a little kid at a candy store. Like, all of them, besides maybe Vince, but even Vince, like... It was literally like them going to a candy store. And it was funny because when I remembered the episode, I remembered like almost all of it in the mansion, but it's actually only the last maybe quarter. But I yeah. feel like the whole episode like takes up that space of like, they have to get there and like, they have to get it, get to the mansion. Wait, can I just say one other line? I loved when some of Turtle's throwaway lines, I think are so funny. I, right at that t- same moment, I think he said, cashmere PJs paid in full. No, thanks to your ass. <laughs> i still it it still doesn't it still isn't super clear how we got them because he was just like standing outside of the apple store waving around a, a store credit which is hilarious i guess someone actually bought that which is somewhat unbelievable but i guess it could happen super shady um let's talk about the actual playboy mansion party because what was interesting was that the whole episode's leading up to this. It's this big buildup. And then when they get to the party, it's like pretty tame. Right. For like nudity and like sex, there's none of it in the <laughs> scene. It's just like a bunch of scantily clad women, which is every episode of Entourage. And they're just kind of like chilling. And I've never been to a party at the Playboy Mansion. Maybe this is how they actually are. But if this episode was airing in 2019, and I feel like there would be like much more graphic nudity and sexual stuff in it. I mean, maybe, but then at the same time, maybe not, because, like, you know, after everything that's happened over the last few years, they'd kind of want to, like, you know, keep it, like, more vanilla or, like, more, like, not, that's such a bad word to use when describing the situation, but more, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think that uh, it may have been intentional, you know, that it's just, like, this big buildup for ultimately nothing. Yeah, but it's it's more of like the the journey than the actual destination for them. Right. Maybe. Right. Just a theory. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's definitely. Yeah, that's part of it. You know, the whole getting getting there like we want to get there. How are we going to get drama in? <laughs> Music plays a huge part in the show. If anyone's interested, we have a Spotify playlist with all of our favorite entourage songs. It's in the uh show bio in your podcast app, so go ahead and follow that. What song jumped out at you? What song did you hear that you were like, yes, this is my jam? I really liked the end song that started to play under the conversation at the end. Yeah. So it was the I love you. I love you. I baby. I can't remember. the Baby, name. I love you by Aretha Franklin. Right. Okay. I should know that. Um, no, that's all good. That's my job. Your job is just to, <laughs> just to have the idea. Right. And I think that it was nice that it continued to play through the end. Like a lot of times they just like drop the music in at the end. But it was nice how they kind of played it under for most of the conversation or even before. And it was a a nice juxtaposition to Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, which was playing when they walked into the Playboy Mansion. Right. Yeah. That was funny. That was a funny choice. (laughs) I will also say um, the song How We Do by The Dame played as they pulled up to the Marlon Brando Mansion. Yes. Um, Yes. Not only did it remind me of high school, but it reminded me of how I would have felt pulling up to a house like that, playing that song in high school, and really kind of held a special place in my my soul. It has a nostalgic, there's a lot of nostalgia in, in, like, in this show, especially for people in our age group, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely that douchebag kid in Chicago who had, like, two 12-inch subwoofers in the back of his 1991 (laughs) Toyota 4Runner, and that song would have been rattling my neighbor's windows and making my mother 
throw her rosary beads out the window. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> this episode might be the peak so far in terms of celebrity cameos. Yeah, there I were mean, a ton. They, I didn't even realize until I got more into the mansion. I said, holy like crap, like everyone's in this episode. I think I think you had to. I think they had to like step up to the plate with that because if you're at a party at the Playboy Mansion in Hollywood, like there are going to be celebrities. So who would you say was your favorite celebrity cameo out of all the ones we saw? I really like Tolly Madison, to be honest. Um I thought she was just like a nice counterpart. And I loved, um, also Pauly Shore was, was definitely funny. And I think it's funny cause it's an, it's, it was an outdated reference then. And it's still an outdated reference. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> we were so drunk. We were sitting at that table by the uh, grotto. Yeah, we were there. banging out shots of Corvo and it was uh, me and you. Pauly. Let the fuck go of me! It's my fucking bad arm, you piece of shit! They should be locked up in fucking cages in this house, and you know that I'll fucking get you drunk fucking like Get him out of here. Lifetime ban, Polly. Oh, bro! <laughs> yeah, Polly. Uh, what's great is that, like, it sets the tone for him and drama, like, kind of going head to head and it happens like three more times throughout the series and it culminates in Paulie pranking him on his prank show in season six yes i remember that now yes he does come back right and then i liked macho yeah macho is nice you could tell that like just via his short cameo that he seems like he's a pretty down-to-earth dude it's nice to kind of have like a wholesome element you know, going on when it's yep. like Ari cursing all the time and yelling at everyone. And then there's kind of, it's nice to see like the different shades of, of Hollywood and, and actors and movies and stuff. I think my favorite celebrity cameo is Hugh Hefner. Yeah. I mean, the man, the myth, the legend, his line. Johnny Chase, the monkey boy. That's a fucking great line. I can't believe they got Hugh Hefner to say that. Also, soft spot for me. He's from Chicago. He's he built a, a media empire. I I think he was a, someone that I might have looked up to at one point in my life. So no, I mean, you know, it's funny because I think I remember never really loving. There's something off about it for me, and I think I kind of thought that before. But it's so iconic that it's kind of hard not to say that he's the best because it's like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> one of the things that's nice about the Hugh Hefner cameo, especially. I feel like watching it, if you've never watched it before, or when we must have been watching it as an audience and no one had seen the rest of the episode, was it was kind of, oh, they're going to the Playboy Mansion, but yeah, like, they're not going to show Hugh Hefner, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then and then the kind of reveal, the surprise reveal of having him come out and, like, say that ridiculous lie. <laughs> I know it was it was a nice reveal and you didn't expect it and he kind of just rounds the corner and like kind of you know encounters the boys so loved it. I would say though that the worst celebrity cameo was probably Danny Masterson. Vince, I'm telling you, real estate, best investment ever. See, if it's not acting, we'll make our money through real estate. I just start commissioning some of your capital gains so I can finally start seeing some income out of this relationship. <laughs> oh shit, it's April, guys. I gotta hide. I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, I was going to say the the um, Stephen, right, from that 70s show. Mm -hmm. Stephen Hyde, yep. Not only because of what's currently going on in his life, which is that he has four sexual assault allegations against him, but he also just, like, kind of comes across as a douche. Like, it, he also was very much a cameo. Like, in the show for 30 seconds, has a sentence with the boys and walks away. And then the show, the show gets, like, really guilty of that, like, later. Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg will just be like, 
around the corner, but like, what's up, Vince? And they and they, they bump fists, and then 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 Snoop Dogg's gone. Like that type of stuff started to really bother me as the show went on. There was no room for Danny Masterson in this episode. And I feel like even then, even then, because what year did this come out? Was Seventy Show still on? Even like yeah, it was. So uh, this that Seventy Show went off the air in two thousand six, and this episode aired in two thousand five. So he was at the end of his run, but he was probably the most famous he'd been at this point. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it makes sense that he, because he, I guess, would be okay. Yeah. I but I feel like even then it felt weird. Yeah. It didn't. The thing that's so funny about that too is like now a TV person, that's who you want to be. Like that's. this big change to tv and then though like there was all this johnny drama saying he doesn't getting offended about doing tv and it's so changed and the fact that they then have a tv actor there after all of this shit talking tv acting yeah the star of a network like a hit network television show in 2019 would be the richest most well-known person there yeah i mean it would be like jim parsons like who jim parsons he'd be the richest person there right do you need a vacation? Holiday believes vacation is a state of mind, so why not take a holiday whenever you want? Their premium CBD gummies are 100% THC-free and non-psychoactive, meaning they're all chill with no high. And they come in an assortment of delicious flavors such as cherry, orange, and lime. There is no need for a special occasion. You can take a holiday any day. Go to HolidayCBD.com and use code OYEAH10 for $10 off your first order. That's code OYEAH10 for $10 off your first order at HolidayCBD.com. Work hard, vacation harder. Fashion hasn't aged. Obviously, the show took place almost 15 years ago. 15 years ago this summer, coming up. But what would you say was the worst outfit that you saw on the Entourage this episode? I hated Johnny Drama's red t-shirt that he wore for like almost half or more of the episode. It was like Christian Audigier. Or something, and I just what the heck is that? This is ridiculous. And I what? And then he was at Ralph Maggio's house and still had it on. And I, why is he still wearing this shirt? How is this the same day? It was a long day for the boys. They went house hunting. They went clothes shopping. They went to the Apple Store. Yeah. You wouldn't realize that until until you like saw how ugly Johnny's shirt was and, for, yeah. and realized he hasn't taken it off yet. I have two nominations. One are E's baggy cargo pants when they're at Barney's picking up their pajamas. <laughs> um, I, I, it's just funny to see like the long baggy shorts and pants, and and so and on him, he's obviously on the shorter side, so it looks a little ridiculous. But I think my number one vote for worst outfit were all of Vince's graphic tees this episode. Yeah, I you know I saw I don't know was that Vince? I can't remember if it was Vince or Turtle. It was probably Turtle because he had like an Echo shirt. <laughs> That was definitely a turtle. A t- turtle wears exclusively. I, I was just like, oh my God. And yeah, Vince had a kind of a lot of graphic tees going on for sure. He had a black kiss t-shirt that like, clearly looks like it was from Target at the Warners meeting. <laughs> We're learning about Aquaman. <laughs> I did not. I think I just intentionally blocked that out. Like my eyes, they just, they just didn't, couldn't even see that. So they just, I don't remember. But really quickly about the celebrity cameo, one thing I really liked was the George Clooney non-celebrity cameo, the George Clooney name drop. So these are for the mansion, right, Vince? Yeah, mom's out of town. I got the kids tonight. Okay, well then you don't want to wear those because George Clooney's guy came in and bought the exact same pair this morning. Yeah, it'd be like wearing the same gown to the Oscars, bro. I think that kind of ages well, too, even though he's a lot older now. (laughs) 
Well, I would say that's a bit of an out. I would almost call it an outdated reference because George Clooney's not going to the Playboy Mansion in 2019. George Clooney wouldn't associate with these guys at any point. And what's funny is, like, right. he wasn't there. <laughs> right. Or he just didn't want to talk to Vince. <laughs> One more of Vince's t-shirts. I know we're just ping-ponging all over the place here, but this is great. When they're at Marlon Brando's house, he's wearing a blue graphic t-shirt that has the outline of the state of Texas on it, which makes no sense. Why? <laughs> like, foreshadowing the Mark Cuban thing? <laughs> I'd never seen it before, and I had to do a triple take. I was like, why in God's name would this movie star want to wear a t-shirt that says te- that has Texas on it? That is weird. I wonder what the wardrobe it's department weird. was thinking on that one. This episode was chock full of like really outdated, of-the-time references. Yes, yes. I'll tell you the truth, Susan. It's not exactly what we had in mind. What did you have in mind? Have you ever seen Cribs? Cribs? I mean, definitely outdated. Like, I don't even know if, say, a 20-year-old watched this. Yep. Show right now, they would wonder. They would have to go to Google. Shauna says, or Shauna's assistant says, What's next? Gotta get the Godiva chocolates for Star Jones. <laughs> Better make room in the fucking trunk. Like, that was a Star Jones is fat joke in 2005. <laughs> like, no one's gonna know what that is or who she is. I have one, um, and I'm sorry because I know you had some idle versions of him, but Hugh Hefner, because he's dead. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, he was certainly iconic, but that wouldn't happen today because no, unless they not. used like Photoshop. <laughs> oh, oh, and the other thing, outdated reference, like call me a cab. Johnny Drama would be halfway home in an Uber before <laughs> Turtle found the security breach. That's true. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm already in bed. Yeah, he'd be like, I just masturbated. <laughs> I have, I'm not coming. Yeah, I'm on the come down, literally. <laughs> Last outdated reference, and I had to look this one up because even it went over my head. E and Ari are talking on the phone, and E asks Ari if he could get Drama's ban lifted, and Ari says no, and E goes, You know, Ari, you carry about as much weight as Laura Flynn Boyle. <laughs> and I was like, who is that? And I looked her up. She was on Twin Peaks in 1990 to 1991, and then her most famous role was as assistant district attorney Helen Damble in The Practice on ABC from 97 to 2003. What a ridiculously off-key reference that he made. Well, the reason why is because she was like, I think it's because she was known for being really thin. Like she was like Calista Flockhart sort of. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So it was a weight joke. It wasn't a like, I I, I missed that completely. Oh, I appreciate you being being here to clarify that. (laughs) I'm pretty, um, it was, it could have been like kind of a both, but it was Mm -hmm. definitely about her weight. I'm pretty sure. And (laughs) if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm like pretty sure about that. And I was going to write that down. That's funny because I was going to write that down as an outdated reference, but then I thought, no, like I'm sure everyone would get that. And you're Googling it. Like you know, I'm doodling furiously. We've mentioned it a few times, but any other points on how this episode would be different if it took place today? Well, one way it wouldn't be different is by them trying to spend a million dollars to find a place and not being able to find a lot. Yeah, yeah that would be the same and even worse. <laughs> The one thing I was wondering was, is the party at the mansion? Like, would it mean as much today? I'm not sure. Has it been, like, replaced by something? I Is it still as big of a thing now, like, after? I think for people our age, it still is a big deal. But there are no more sleepovers at the grotto, Super Bowl parties at the mansion. I'm almost positive all of those things have been moved to off-site locations. And I'm not super certain 
my wife has actually been to multiple parties at the Playboy Mansions, <laughs> oddly enough, and I've always wanted to know about them. I've always wanted to know details about them, and she's been pretty mum, so maybe she was in the background of this episode, and I just uh, didn't catch her. She's like, oh, I was an extra on Entourage one day. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which episode, though. <laughs> oh, is that what your podcast is about? I'm not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I was never an extra on that episode in the Aqua Mansion. Um, I was actually, that's like, maybe, and also, I just, because if it was young like 20 late 20s actors would they today i don't know i mean would they i'm not sure if they'd still want to go to the mansion maybe but now they'd want to go to some warehouse that's like a free speech space with like a bunch of art installations and a bunch of instagram backgrounds <laughs> and an instagram model party or something yeah, yeah totally and they wouldn't yeah they wouldn't be tv actors they'd be instagram models let's be honest <laughs> Every so often we award the Marvin Award for Best New Character. That's the best new character that's introduced in uh, an episode for the first time. I'm giving it to Dana Gordon. Was this her first episode? This was her first episode. Oh my gosh, really? Wow. I didn't even realize it was her first episode. I definitely would give it to her then. She was. She's played by the beautiful Constance Zimmer. She's from Seattle. She was born to German migrant parents and she speaks fluent German. And yeah, she's most well known for her role here. Um, but she also won a Critics' Choice Award and received an Emmy nomination for her role as Twin King in the drama series Unreal, which I'm not super familiar with. It's so good. <laughs> it's like it's it's really dark, but also really funny. It's a lot darker than Entourage. Yeah, and she's great. She's almost like a female version of Walter White with no drugs. <laughs> it's like this very. It's a very like anti-hero for two women, which is interesting because you know there's been like Don Draper and Tony Soprano and all yep. these things. So many bad things that Ari says to her though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She she kind of wears it from Ari. I mean, by the end of the show, she's head of Warner Brothers Studio. Like she makes it. You know, she even is in the movie. So she is in the movie. I think, yeah. yeah, I think she has a nice run uh, coming up, and, and it's always like kind of good to see her. This next award is the Dom Award for Worst New Character slash the Faces in the Crowd Award, which is like, who is that guy? I've seen him somewhere. And it goes to Alan Gray, the head of Warner Brothers Studio. Right. Did you notice? This is like, got to be like a, a you know TV editing mistake. Vince calls him John. Yeah. We want you in the Warner family, Vince. I'm all about family, John. In fact, after seeing your 200-foot yacht in last month's Rob Report, can I call you dad? And he's known as Alan for the rest of the show. So I wonder if they didn't know what to say. I didn't wonder if it was like a script rewrite or, or, or whatever. He definitely said John. And I'm wondering if, you know, Entourage actually is not, I don't know how if you spent any time on the IMDb Entourage message boards <laughs> back in the day, but I did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But one thing that Entourage actually had some issues with was continuity. They yeah. had like some weird issues with like who was Johnny's mom and who was Vince's yeah. dad. So I wouldn't be entirely surprised if it was kind of, it could have just been re like a new name that was rewritten yeah. and they never, but yeah, that was a little lazy. <laughs> um, and then obviously he's like the main antagonist of the boys for like the first couple seasons. He blocks Vince from getting the Ramones movie. He dies of oh. a heart attack on the golf course. I was like, just remembering his death. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The actor, Paul Ben Victor, is best known for playing the Greek mobster Vondas on The Wire. So I haven't seen The Wire in its entirety yet, but uh, that's what he's more well known for. Yeah, he has definitely been around. And, you know, in he is sort of a villain, but I liked his character because his character, I guess, because it like added a dynamic, like, like a conflict. But I, I didn't think to give, again, I didn't realize it was his first episode. <laughs> 
I, I didn't think to give him the worst one just because I think he adds a lot of waves. But I do know, I do remember it being difficult, like him making Vince's life difficult, which is always a little, okay, like his life is really hard. You don't need to make it any more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this episode, Justine? I love the end uh, when he's like, Aquaman's got a brother. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, just trying to get a role on Machio's pilot. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's just hilarious. And and he, and then Machio just says, and there's nothing on it for you, Drama. <laughs> is that something you see as an actor yourself? Is that something you see? Are there people that that desperate that are just like, hey, any, any good roles in there for me? Or are people a little more subtle about it? It's, yeah. I mean, it exists. I think that it sort of exists sort of in the middle between the way Vince and Johnny navigate it. People have some more, like, more suave about asking. And, you know, there's definitely, a kind of, there's definitely a lot of desperate egos in the industry. <laughs> so. I can imagine. <laughs> Uh, mine, well, there's two moments that stand out for me. The first is when they're at brunch with Marvin and <laughs> drama's trying to convince everyone that he was the first Chase brother to own a house. <laughs> and Marvin goes, Johnny, I've been doing your taxes since 1989. You never owned a home. What are you talking about? Condo. Triplex. Robertson. South Robertson. You live next to the 10 freeway, <laughs> drama. That place. You only had it for six months and then they foreclosed on it. <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> and then um drama has the line after vince sees the aquaman suit you know vince wearing a costume could be very liberating as an actor you remember how much i enjoyed being a power ranger <laughs> you were a power ranger on city walk drama you were trying to get people to change their long distance plan so still liberating look <laughs> again it just like adds to the like myth of johnny drama at one point he was a a costumed worker on the streets of Los Angeles. Are we surprised now? <laughs> like, we're not no. surprised at all. But I just wanted to say one other thing that I like. Turtle, I, I he has so many throwaway lines that I love. I think I just really like his humor. Like, at that same lunch, he says, My mom just sold a house for 160 grand. Driving me on a skylight. <laughs> it's just yeah. so funny. I no, love Turtle's, that in my opinion, one of the better written comedic performances especially in these early seasons when he doesn't have a lot to do besides quip right. and jerry ferrara knocks it out of the park every time yeah yeah okay vince wins every episode so who besides vince won this episode justine i think two people i think ari because he gets yep. vince to finally commit and he like gets more money on the table and johnny because he gets to the mansion <laughs> i'm in complete agreement to, with you uh ari was mine he convinces his time to do a five million dollar movie after they had a bad meeting that's just shows how good of an agent he is he stays on it he still stays friends with vince afterwards so yeah ari and ari and drama split the crown for the the winners of this episode and would you say this was an a-list episode a b-list episode or a d-list episode I think it's pretty close to A. I completely agree with you. I think this is an, another A-list episode uh, on the heels of My Maserati Does 185. It's back-to-back awesome episode. And I remember I remember showing, my boyfriend didn't really watch much of Entourage, but I remember showing him the other, the episode that has like the Madam Next Door with Bob Saget. Yeah, that's in two, two weeks we're going to have that one. Right. And that one, and that one's like a little more, that one isn't as good as this one i think and i th remember like 
when you think about the Aquamansion episode, like years out and you haven't seen it, you think it's like a lot more like naked girls and it's like on the mansion, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a lot more like bros being bros moments. Yeah, and it's big moves for Vince. I mean, essentially agreeing to do the Aquaman movie like sets his whole A-list status career into motion because up to this point, he's done, you know, small parts and, and an indie. So yeah, definitely an A-list episode. Very rewatchable, very like quotable, great celebrity cameos, all the matings of what is a great Entourage episode. Yes, I think that's accurate. A lot of, and I like a nice positiveness that's yeah. not in all of the episodes, so ends on a field good no it doesn't end on some cliffhanger or some like the bottom falling out on the boys which let's be honest there's never anything really wrong <laughs> for the entourage they're just they go through their highs and lows the worst was though that whole drug thing when like vince is like alone on the couch and i was just like why <laughs> stay tuned everyone for that in three years when we did to those episodes spoilers vince does coke with sasha gray and then he like stops doing coke goes into recovery and then comes back and is like smoking weed and drinking beer and it's like well that's not how that works that's not being a friend of bill w's it's so weird it's a very it's so odd it's an odd it was an odd turn of events for the series for sure (laughs) last week we had jt parr and chad kroger on the duo of chad goes deep hilarious dudes and at the end of the episode JT asked, who in my life's entourage am I? So I pose that question to you, Justine. Justine, in your entourage, whatever it may be, who would you say you're closest to from the show? I, I, wrote, I think somewhere between Vince and Johnny, like maybe their weird cousin, like kind of just weird <laughs> amalgamation. I remember being young and being like, I want to play their cousin that like comes to LA <laughs> and then like I call us up and so I still want to do like an entourage offshoot. But okay, that's probably not going to happen. Um, and also Turtles, sort of, because I have a stupid sense of humor. Like, I laugh at dumb stuff. Okay. So I'm Fair guessing enough. some combination of the three of them. I, I'm glad you said partially Vince, because I was going to say, you're an actor. You have to be part of Vince. Yeah. And I don't think people want to say Vince because they don't want to consider say, like, oh, I'm the movie star. But there are people who are the center of their groups. And, and I want anyone that's coming on in future episodes to be able to realize that and admit it. Justine, this has been an absolute blast talking to you about Aquamansion. You were uh, as as good as promised, oh. and I appreciate you uh, being able to step up to the plate and really give us some, some nice female positive perspective on the show. Yeah. Can I just say one more thing about how much I, this is, will be like the last thing I say, but I told this to my boyfriend last night. He said, you, so you really liked the show, huh? And I said, I literally, cause it was before TiVo. I literally would race home after working at Outback in my car, <laughs> like at nine fifty five, like get home in five minutes. Like I have to go. I have to see Entourage, the new episode. Like I have to, I was like, I have clear memories of speeding home to watch it so i didn't have to wait three hours for the replay <laughs> for the replay the west coast replay yeah. <laughs> that is that's I and mean, then that's that's a super fan and you know what we would love to have you back let's let's pick another like really juicy episode that's just chock full of a lot of highs lows and uh characters and lines justine where can the listeners of oh yeah oh yeah follow you find you watch what you've been in yeah for sure so um instagram justine s harrison um facebook justine s harrison and um twitter is actually justine you could probably find me by justine s harrison but the actual handle is justine s harris o like no n because twitter cuts off <laughs> yeah yep. which is frustrating and then i am on youtube too with the same justine s harrison or uh, you know so 
that's there I am. Awesome. And one last question for you. Now that you've watched the first three episodes of season two of Entourage, will you keep watching it? I was thinking of going back and watching episode four. Yeah, but maybe I'll wait till, you know, when you release the fourth episode podcast. All right. Uh, The fourth episode airs next Monday morning, everyone. Justine, thank you for being on. Uh, We will talk to you soon and everyone have a great rest of your week. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) 